Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap. I'm Willie King. Stocks climbed higher on Wednesday, building on the strong rally from the previous session on the back of more encouraging inflation data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed higher by 0.4% to end at 35,000 points. The S&P 500 closed marginally higher by 0.16% at 4,500 points. And the Nasdaq Composite inched higher by 0.1% at 14,100 points. So the U on the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury added 9 basis points to trade at 4.53%. This comes a day after the benchmark U slipped below its 4.5% threshold. Of the October's producer price index, which measures wholesale prices, fell by 0.5% to mark its biggest monthly drop since April 2020. However, not all of the economic data so far was positive since retail sales also declined. So what does all this data mean? We are unpacking all of this with Gregory Branch, founder and managing partner of Veritas Financial Group. Good evening, Gregory. How are you? I'm doing great, Willie. How are you? Great. Let's talk about economic data here. Inflation wasn't mm-hmm. as strong as markets have expected. You know, you have October's producer price index markets, biggest money drop. And right now, you know, what, what, what I'm reading this morning here in Singapore, the market thinks the Fed is going to start cutting rates aggressively. So, Gregory, I mean, I've been reading some of your views lately and I wanted to ask you if we are done with rates yet. But what I really want to ask here is, has your views changed based based on what we are seeing now with the new data coming out? So these are closely connected questions, Willie, and good questions. Uh, I'll answer the second first. No, nothing has happened that would change my bearish posture. And don't get me wrong, in that CPI report, which was, quite frankly, no different than most of the CPI reports we've seen recently this year, except for in one area, we did start to see some disinflation in the housing component. We've been waiting for that for some time, and that was reassuring and I'm sure gave the Fed a sigh of relief. But we did not see anything paradigm shifting in that CPI report. And the problem we have right now, and and wow, Willie, what a difference a month makes, right? I was on with you guys a month ago, I think it was October 17th or 18th, and you know we had at that point experienced a 5 to 6% decrease in all the market indices. And And we've just gone right back up in the last two weeks. Yeah. And the problem here, Willie, is that I think that we are extrapolating things that we cannot extrapolate, that we are presuming a series of data or a trend where we cannot presume one. And so remember when I said that this CPI report was not anything new. Yes, it was below consensus. Yes, it was the first time in a few months that we've seen only 20 basis points of core growth. But that's not new. If it was 10, that would be new. We could envision maybe we're taking a big step down. But we've seen 20 basis points before, Willie. We've seen it this summer. I had these exact arguments with some of my contemporaries who said, oh, now we're down to 20 basis points. It's a new trend. And guess what happened each of the two prior instances, Willie? Mm. We We bounced right back up into that 30 to 40 basis point range of core growth that we've seen every instance since October of last year, except for the two times we saw 20 basis points. And so with all this data, when you look at the jobs data, same thing, right? Yeah, 150,000 was below consensus and it was below September and it was below August. You know what it wasn't below, Willie? It wasn't below June's 105,000. And it wasn't below July's 
157,000. And so what I have been fighting and what I continue to fight is you might think that it is the start of a new trend, but you cannot know that. And the markets should not perform as if we know that until we have a series of data showing that it's a new trend. I see. And going forward here, you know, how do you think, you know, some of this data here, how do you think it will impact markets from now to the end of this year and come 2024? So I think a couple of things have to happen. So I'm not sure for this year if these things will happen forcefully enough to weigh down what is shaping up to be a Santa Claus rally. But I do remain confident that we'll see 3,800 again. And so the things that need to happen is you have seen the Fed going out frantically trying to reverse the narrative that the market is developing. You know, we've had Bostick come out and say, we are not talking about rate cuts. You've had Powell come out and say, hey, remember, we need to see a series of data, of really good data, in order for us to consider ourselves done with hiking. A number of others, and maybe Kashkari said it best. He said a week ago on Bloomberg, anyone expecting near-term rate cuts is not basing that opinion on reality. I don't think you could be any more clear than that. And yet, the narrative continues to be that we're going to have rate cuts in 2024, just like the narrative was eight months ago that we were going to have rate cuts in 2023. But that didn't materialize. And so there are times when the narrative is just wrong because it isn't based on the observable data. It's based on extrapolations that we just don't know and we just can't prove. So you think we're not done with rates from here on? Absolutely not. Recall, <laughs> and, you know, this, this, really, this was alarming and shocking 16 months ago when I said the terminal rate was going to be 6% and we were at 2%. Mm. And I've had, a, I've had a number of people call me and email me and said, I did not think you would be anywhere close to right. But you, here we are. And I don't think they're done. And I'll use Powell's own words for this. Recall that he has said the records, this is a quote, the record suggests that a sustainable return to our 2% inflation goal is likely to require a period of below trend growth and some further softening in labor market conditions. Well, 4.9% GDP growth is not below trend. So you can cross that part out. We're not seeing that. And the labor market further softening, I think, is the key. Yes, he knows we only added 150,000 jobs. But what we have to put into context is, you know, 150 to 180,000 of new jobs is the sign of a very healthy labor market. And so he's told us where they need to get to on unemployment. They need to get to around four and a half percent. And we're not close to that yet. Mm. And so there's no way that we can consider the Fed done unless, unless this 20 basis points we saw and this disinflation in the housing component we saw is in fact the start of a new trend. If that's the case, then they possibly could be done. Mm. But I don't think that's the case. I mean, you did mention about, you know, based on what you've mentioned, terminal rates hitting 6% and going into sort of a higher for longer environment. Do you think there's still opportunities in equities here? And if so, you know, what sort of sectors um, are you looking at? Yeah, I think this is a very delicate dance I'm playing, right? Because to be honest, I still prefer being at the short end of the curve because I do think rates will continue to rise. So we'll take advantage of longer duration when I feel like we're a little bit closer to the end, but I do still prefer fixed income where I think we're being compensated handsomely based um, compared to the risk or reward in equities. But, you know, are there areas that will perform better? Of course. 
Now, now I don't think that anything is spared if I believe that the true value of the S&P is 3,800 from here. But I think that there's relative pockets of strength, and I think we're seeing them this earnings season. Like, yes, Palo Alto Networks took a hit, but what they also talked about is an unprecedented level of cyber attacks. And that's good for their secular long-term demand and their secular growth. And that's where we want to be in stories that have these secular tailwinds like AI, like cloud, like energy, which despite the reprieve we experienced this month, is a structural wrong because alternatives just aren't growing fast enough even to placate the annual increases in demand we're seeing. And so we just aren't growing enough. And that might be an unpopular opinion, but unless something structurally changes, that's simply what the math says. And so you want to tide in areas where you've got those protected margins, that certain revenue growth, that certain relative outperformance, because those are going to perform relatively better as we come to grips with the true, the true characteristics of the macro environment. And I don't think we're there yet. Mm. We have been speaking with Gregory Branch, founder and managing partner of Veritas Financial Group. Thank you so much for your time, Gregory. Good to have you around. Always my pleasure, Willie. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.